So when I was in primary and probably secondary school as well, uh, looking at teachers and looking at maybe adults in general, I always thought that adults and teachers and professionals, I always thought they had it together, right? I always thought that like for them, life was kind of sorted. They had the degree done, they had the career, they had the house, the car, maybe the family, whatever it was. So you kind of get the impression, you know, all is good. And now that I'm a little older myself and speak to people of such an age and, and work with people of such an age and, and all of that, you realize that out, like, age has absolutely nothing at all to do with whether a person is at peace or whether they're settled or whether they're happy or whether they're content or, you know, it, age, time passing has nothing at all to do with it. Nothing, nothing. You could, so often like, you, you meet adults who still have the very same fears and complexities and insecurities and inferiority and uh, worries for the future and worries for the past, the very same as they did, to be honest, when they were teenagers. You have adults who have the very same kind of preoccupation, what do others think of me, as they did when they were 17 years of age in school. You know, it's just, it's a little bigger, it's a little more expensive now, it's a little whatever. There's, there's the, you have more resources to put into it, but, but it's the same kind of idea. It's the same kind of problem. It's the same kind of, kind of life. So what's, what's interesting to, to, to see is, is how it's just so critically important that, that our interior life gets sorted. This universe inside each person, and there is a universe inside each person, of, of memories and, and thoughts and desires and complexity and rejection and love and acceptance and success and failure. And it's, it, every, every person you see has that inside them. What you see on the outside, <laughs> it, you can't, I think you, you, you can't even say it's 1% of what's there. It's not, even, it's not even a tiniest fraction of what's there. But that's what we see. What, what, what you see of a person or what the person wants to project of themselves, which is a, that bit more dangerous today in such a kind of a virtual society where you can, on your own profile in whatever it is, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you, you choose what people see. So now you're able to even kind of tailor and um, adjust and filter and fix and repair so that what people think they know about you might not be the case at all. And so you discover like when, when you, you peel back some of the layers and you, don't, you don't, generally don't even have to peel back very far uh, and you begin to discover in, in each person uh, just as I say a whole, a whole universe that's maybe undiscovered maybe that they're, they're not even aware of themselves or that they're battling with or a whole heap of pain that's leading them even as adults to addiction because they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to help themselves. They don't know how to dig themselves out of this. They don't know what to, how to deal with this. So numb it. And addiction, just the same as kids on screens. It's me and alcohol, or it's me and betting, or it's me and superficial relationships, whatever it is. So it's just it's so interesting, because every, every person has this, this universe inside them. Just, and this is where God works. And this is where God lives, if he's welcome. It's in, in that universe inside there. Because the exteriors to him, they matter far less than we think they do. And even like in, in Jesus' time, and maybe even in, in our own time to a degree, um, the Jews would focus on the exteriors. 
Because that's the easy bit. Like, it's easy to throw on whatever you're, like the liturgical garb that just, that's supposed to be on. It's easy to go your little curls out the side there. It's easy to put on a wee hat. And that's easy. Do you know, like, the, the, to get the liturgy kind of, uh, the, the Jews were very, very law conscious and everything was kosher and non-kosher. They were so, so stuck on that, though. They forgot. It's this that matters. Now, it, it's never the interior life at the expense of the exterior life. But the exterior life will, will come fruit of the interior life. So, like, it's, it's the same with, 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 with like even political structures and law and family and everything. No matter what you do, if people are corrupt, they'll find a way of corrupting things. Whereas if people are honest, even with no law, they'll be fine. If, once the heart of the man is good, once the interior life of, of the person is healed, everything else falls into place. But what we're seeing today is that as the interior life starts to fall apart, then everything starts to fall apart and, and we're trying to kind of protect everyone from anything that might harm them, but you can't do that in life. And now, now young people have no coping mechanisms and uh, sadness and addiction and, and, and Xanax and it's all going through the roof because we just, we just can't cope. Because the interior life, the, what matters, the heart, that's being neglected because we're so focused on, on what we see, so focused on the exterior, so focused on all of that. And this is where, like, this is where Our Lady's strength is, you know? Like, she, she's this woman who exteriorly was... I can imagine she was fairly pretty. I mean, I do see her as my wife. Uh, so I can imagine she was fairly pretty. But who cares? That's really unimportant. Uh, she was always very elegantly dressed, though somewhat simple. Simple, but I think, you know, I think attention to detail, I can imagine. Um, but, but, again, that's just, like, that's... that's that's nothing in comparison to what was in here. You know, the heart of the woman, like the, our, our lady who was, who was so filled with love. Now, she's not, she's not God, so she's not infinite. But her capacity for love, that was able to grow constantly. Her, her capacity for love of God, knowledge of God, that was able to grow throughout her whole life. And it did. So when you read Magnificat, like it's, 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 it, it, it shows things about Our Lady that, that are, I think, somewhat surprising at times, okay? It starts off as we kind of expect, and then she shows that she's not afraid of a fight, but we'll, we'll see that in a sec. Um, so it starts off like, so she has just received a, a praise from Elizabeth, you know, who am I to be visited by the mother of my Lord? For as soon as your words reach my ears, your greeting reach my ears, the child within my womb leaped for joy. So she has just received a fairly substantial compliment, like, you know, who am I to be honored by a visit from the mother of my Lord? Right? That's, that's incredible. That's, that's a huge compliment. And immediately, typically Marian, typically, typical of Our Lady, my soul glorifies the Lord. Praise comes to me, straight up to God. Because it's not about me. So this is how Our Lady's heart, this is how it works. It's how Our Lady's vocation works. That, yes, we can... We can go to her. And the church has always recommended so, so many of the saints throughout the centuries go to, go to Our Lady. But the, we, we know the goal isn't to stay there. We know that her vocation is to, is to carry us on to the Lord. Even, even going to Jesus, his vocation, if you will, is to carry us on to the Father. So everything, everything is trying to get back to the Father. But like we, 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 can, we can and should use the experience, the love, the, the graces available to us. And one of, one of those incredible privileges and graces we have in our churches is, is, is that we have a mother. We have, we have Our Lady. 
So we give anything to her, she passes it on to the, to the Lord. Praise or intentions, whatever it may be. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit exults in God my Savior because he has looked upon his lowly handmaid. This isn't low self-esteem. This is recognition of who she is. She knows that who she is is all because of God. If anything good happens to her, it's because of God. If she has received any grace, it's because of God. Now, I'm not even sure if she knew she was the Immaculate Conception. I don't know. Those terms didn't exist back then. Like the term original sin didn't exist. So I, I, I don't know. She might have, what I imagine, this is, again, don't take this as <clears throat> church teaching because it's not, it's just me. Uh, but I would have imagined that she has an experience kind of like, kind of like we have, where when you're out in the world, you can begin to feel um, that you don't quite fit, as in you can begin to feel the way everyone talks, like the way people, you know, the words they use and what they talk about, that's not me. I don't want to get involved in a conversation like that. I don't want to be using those words. I don't want to be talking about those kind of things. I don't want to be watching those kind of TV programs. I don't want to be dressed like that. And I don't want to socialize like that. You know, so you're kind of in the world, but you just feel just not. And it's, it's not that you feel better than other people. It's just you feel that I can't, I can't and I won't do that. You know, I imagine Our Lady would have felt that way when she would talk in the market squares with friends and that, and they'd be talking about, I don't know what, gossip, general gossip. Uh, and Our Lady, I can imagine, you know, she would just feel this, this isn't me. This, this is not for me. So, she, because she would have had an ab absolute abhorrence for sin, but again, not, not, in a, not in a way that she would have thought or considered herself better than others, but just, this isn't, this isn't right. You know, I think we feel that too. I think just she would have felt it in a much, much greater degree being preserved from all sin. So sin would have just been just actually painful, deeply saddening for her. So all that she has, she has from God. But there's great freedom in that. There's great joy in that. There's, there's, there's great gratitude in that. It's not low self-esteem. So he has looked on the lowliness of his handmaid. Now this is the interesting thing. She balances that with from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed. That almost sounds like pride. <laughs> all generations are going to call me blessed. It, but it's, again, it's, 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 it's a recognition of truth. If what I'm carrying is Jesus, which is, is God, which it is, then what, a, what an amazing honor. What a privilege. I mean, how blessed am I? But remember, blessed, blessed means I have been given something. So I've been blessed by God, but and that's just a recognition of truth. That's not pride. You know, so, so she's, he, he, the Lord has looked upon his lowly handmaid, and from this day forward, all generations will call me blessed. You know, you see, you begin to see like the, the heart of Our Lady. It's, it's not, I don't know, passive and unable to think for, she's not unable to think for herself. You know what I mean? She's reflected on these things. Again, this is the, the universe of her heart, where she recognizes all these graces. She recognizes this is such a great privilege. She recognizes that, that this is a blessing that, that people, that, that will benefit the whole world. And yes, I'm, I'm involved in that. And his mercy reaches from age to age for those who fear him, for those who love him. And now, again, now, now the attention is all diverted back to God, right? So God has shown 
the power of his arm, and this is the little, the little, the little fighter in Our Lady, do you know? He has routed the proud of heart. He has pulled down princes from their thrones and he has exalted the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good, now the sensitivity of her heart, the hungry he has filled with good things and the rich he has sent empty away. He has come to the help of Israel, his servant. That's his people, so the church. He has come to the help of, of, of Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors. Now her knowledge of scripture. You know, her, her knowledge of, 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 of God, of his will, of his heart. This is just, uh, I'm, going, I'm going through this very quickly, obviously, because it's a homily, not a conference but uh, but you see sorry it's probably hard to become a conference by now has it sorry but but but, um he's come to the help of israel his servant remembering his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors of his mercy to abraham and to his descendants forever so in our world we we focus a lot on the exterior the exterior is what we see. It's the first thing. It's the first impact. When you meet someone, you see them before you talk to them. You see them first. The danger is we stop there. And maybe in today's world, the danger, the even greater danger, maybe we're not actually interested in knowing anymore. All I want is the exterior and the rest, I just don't care. And that, I would argue, is diabolical. Because it's the heart of a person, the interior life. That's where God dwells. In, inside, inside, in the heart. That's what he wants to transform. And that's what all the externals are supposed to help us to do. When you come into a church, it's helpful if it's warm. It's very, very helpful if it's beautiful because it helps the interior life. It helps you to pray. It's very hard to pray if you're freezing. Your hands are blue and you start to shake. Okay, that's going to shorten my rosary substantially. So, so... You come into a church, and if it's a beautiful, clean place, you know, with things that remind us of heaven, angels, and beauty, then it's going to help my soul. But it's for the interior. Everything is supposed to serve the interior life, the heart. And then everything else will fall into place. And Our Lady is just the, the, the most wonderful example of this. You get the heart right. Everything else falls. You get the heart right. And then the Almighty can, will, and does do great things in her and in all humility also in us the almighty will do great things in us so if we get the heart right everything else follows so we pray today for the renewal the conversion the healing of our hearts of our memories of our hurts of our wounds we pray that we might grapple unto the Lord and just with absolute confidence that he can and will resolve every difficulty and every problem if I don't get in the way if I allow him to be Lord of my heart Amen